Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the D Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. baby hey what is going on it is justin with the good game gang we are back as promised with part two of our olympics episode we are back we're getting right to it here because the olympics are soon and we got to tell you about some events that you may not have been keeping an eye on but we highly suggest that you do the fun thing about the olympics this year is we got a couple newbies we got a couple returning I didn't even know this was a thing until I really looked into it. Three-on-three basketball is going to be a thing this year in the Olympics, which means we need to get our team together for 2024 in Paris. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine? Ryan, put the team on your back, though, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my knees will they'll, they'll hang in there for a little bit. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be able to play the first round or two, and then I'll be like, yeah, I got to sub out, call somebody else to come fill in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we run that high screen and roll, baby. That's what we're going to do. Tori, just be ready in the corner. Yo, I think collectively we have six knees, right? I think I have one healthy one, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm bringing to the table. So I'm sitting on half a knee. And I'd, I'd say both of mine are right around right around 60%. <laughs> so we got a, I got a knee and a half. <laughs> hey, hey, set the screens, man. You, we'll just, just set the screens. My shoulders are good. Shoulders are ready to go. <laughs> this is our chance at Olympic glory, guys. 2024 in Paris. <laughs> I think Team USA would be tough press to find three people who are better suited for the team than us. Though, so <laughs> Olympic Committee hit us up. But there's a number of events to check out this year. We're not going to be talking about three-on-three basketball or freestyle BMX cycling, which we should at some point. But we got three very specific ones. If you guys don't mind, I, I kind of want to kick off if that's all right with you. Oh, go for it. Go for it. All right. So I'm shocked it's here, but I'm very glad it's here. The Olympics messed around and tried to appeal to the young audience as skateboarding will be making its Olympic debut in Tokyo. Wow. Tony Hawk, you did it, baby. You put the team on your back, fam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? The OG. 20 years later? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's how long it takes. 25 years. I mean, thank goodness we had the X Games to get us this far, really. It's going to be here for the first time in Tokyo. It's already been approved for the following Olympics in 2024 in Paris. You're going to get two different disciplines showcased at the Games. You're going to get a park competition. You're going to get a street competition. What's the difference? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I did, too. <laughs> now, the park competition, that's going to be happening in a dome-shaped bowl, which... Honestly, already sounds like one of the coolest things the Olympics has ever freaking done. And athletes are going to be judged on like tricks and maneuvers that they can complete during timed runs. Imagine a gymnastics floor routine, but on a skateboard. That's pretty much the easiest way I can break it down. And that's what one medal will be looking like. And that's going to be the park competition. 
And then you also, you've got a street competition, which is kind of self-explanatory. There is a obstacle course set up. You're going to be going down. You're going to be hitting all these obstacles, doing tricks, looking good. Everything's going to be scored by five judges. And basically you get two heats, best scores win. I'm excited. Skateboarding was something that people took as a joke for so long, but it is such a difficult thing to do. There's such a small amount of people who can truly get on a board and control their body. Like we talked about Tony Hawk just a second ago, who is the first person in history to do a 900. Now, 20 years later, recently, they just had a child at the X Games hit a 1080 on a skateboard, which if you know. Can I? I don't know the terms that you speak, Justin. Um, What is a 900? What is a 1080? Please elaborate. Okay, so if you do a full rotation, that's a 360, correct? Correct. A 900 is literally you just spinning around that many rotations of 360. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a lot of spinning, ain't it? Holy fuck. I'm no math whiz, but that is at least, I believe, two and a half or at least two and a quarter. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, Two and a half rotations while in the air on a skateboard. And imagine a child just did a full fucking 1080. So that was around another 180 so like this is so three 360s yeah on a skateboard olympics requires a lot of math can we also make hey man (laughs) every goddamn sport (laughs) me and tori are really showing uh math was not our strong suit (laughs) yeah next week on good game we're going to be doing that math test where everybody has to (laughs) answer answer the (laughs) the, we're going to be doing addition we're going to be doing subtraction are you smarter than a quarterback baby are you smarter than a quarterback (laughs) how's our boy davis doing Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, who knows? His neck as long as ever. <laughs> His neck as long as that 1080 spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm really excited to see these skateboarders get after it because it's truly going to be witnessing history. We're going to see the first people to ever get Olympic medals in the sport of skateboarding. I think this is going to not only appeal to a younger audience, it's going to open up skateboarding to a lot of people, regardless of age. You're probably going to get a lot of older people who will understand that this shit is serious and it's really impressive. And these people are athletes just like anybody else and they deserve to be here. Something that really excites me and when I did hear that this, that skateboarding was going to be uh, in the games this year, I just... When I think of the demographic of like skate, the people I knew who skateboarded in like elementary school and middle school and Mm -hmm. high school were absolutely not the people I would ever guess would be shouting USA in front of the television. (laughs) And I just, the juxtaposition of that to me is like very exciting. Like, cause the skateboarders at my high school were like wearing like like hurly shit and like hanging out at PacSun zoomies yeah smoking weed in alleys during third period and like skateboarding so the idea that they're gonna be like in front of their tvs being like usa usa is very very satisfying and hilarious so that's what i think is is fun about this that's what i'm looking forward to the most the beauty of sport bringing us all together yeah bring me your weed smokers bring me your (laughs) old heads bring me them all speaking of that are they going to be drug testing these skateboarders? Oh, because hey, yeah. hey, 
Gotta gotta do it, man. Oh, let's let's not talk about drug tests. When everything happened with Shikari, I did see some people on Twitter being like, Y'all know there's an Olympic skateboarding team, right? Like <laughs> what are we are we really gonna talk we're really gonna talk about this? Okay. Like uh, uh, yeah. I don't wanna get too deep into that, but man, that Shikari stuff is such a bummer. And we will probably touch on that in another episode, so stay mm, tuned. Good call. Which of you would like to go next? Ryan, you take it. All right. So we kind of touched on this topic a little bit before, but the event that I am most excited to see every time the Olympics comes around is swimming. Whoop, whoop. Splash, splash. <laughs> splash, splash. Splish, splash. Marco Polo. Was... <laughs> <laughs> splooshy, splooshy, baby. Uh, but it, <laughs> yeah, all right, just more water sounds. <laughs> bloop, bloop. bloop. <laughs> Kerplunk. Uh, the, I am so excited for it because as far as watching the Olympics, I haven't seen an event that I find just like more adrenaline going through me than watching each of the different swimming events happen because they're they're fast. For the most part, the the races end up being pretty quick, but there's also so much that can change in them, too, that it makes it so wild how, you know, it can be a huge roller coaster of emotions throughout the entire heat. And it seems like every time the Olympics comes around, there ends up being one or multiple swimming events where it comes down to like a touch at the end. And you're just you're sitting there on pins and needles like waiting. It's like, what's the replay? What's the replay? And I think if anybody is looking for something to watch in the Olympics and you haven't really done it in the past, I would say watch some of the swimming events because it just it gets very exciting. And I think too, Ryan, to piggyback off of that, we talked in the last episode about Katie and all these things. I mean, we talked about how, you know, the distance swimming is, you know, you're watching an eight minute race, a 10 minute race, a 12 minute race, right? If you want sort of a a novice introduction into swimming, watch like the hundred. You know, watch the 200 because those are really quick races. Under a minute. Under, yeah, you're, it's so fast. And if you, you know, of course, Ryan and I are kind of like swimming nerds, but if you need kind of a threshold of entrance here, uh, those are the f- also just the very fun races where it's in and out and it's just from the jump, someone's got to take a lead because it's such a quick race. So, yeah. I agree completely. Like the the shorter races are fun. The ones that are just really wild to watch are the individual medley ones, especially like the medley relays as well, because with the different strokes, you get a huge contrast of how fast each of the different like strokes go. So like you get out there and some of the like the freestyle one at the end is obviously very quick, but then the breaststroke one ends up being very slow. But there are different teams where the breaststroker is the fastest one and they make up a ton of ground in this very slow stroke. So it just it's cool to watch the dynamic between all of these different like countries competing and different teams going because so much can change and so much can be, you know, so much can happen in such a short period of time. So even if you're just watching one race, it's thrilling to watch those ones. So that's what I'm always most excited for in the Olympics. As a novice. Some of my favorite camera work actually does come from the swimming events. You get that great shot of like everybody hopping it. And then you get like that one that's like at pool level. Mm -hmm. And to some, as someone like me who cannot swim, uh, it always just looks so impressive. I'm like, they're moving so fast. How? It is going to be interesting without fans. Yeah. Because the great thing about the swimming events in the past has been that the arena that the the swimming events are in, it is electric in there and there is just mm-hmm. noise nonstop and people screaming and everything. So it's still going to be really fun to watch, yeah. but it's going to be interesting to watch a lot of these events 
silent. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. That's such a good point, Ryan. I wasn't either. Good call. I have heard talks that they're thinking of piping in some sound, but man, it's going to be weird. It's going to be just as weird as it was when the NBA did it or when the NFL did it. It's just not going to be the same. Yeah, coming in from Zoom. (laughs) Or when there's a laugh track. (laughs) The U.S. swim team, too. I think it's one of the youngest teams competing in these games. And I feel like I read that it was one of the youngest teams to ever be in the Olympics, but don't quote me on that because I, I don't want to completely stand by that. Yeah, don't worry. We're, we're not recording this. No, no. It won't be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, you know, off the record, right? Um, no, but I do think, I mean, I know that the young, you know, we got a 15-year-old. You know what I mean? It's a very young team. And I know people like Ryan Lochte didn't get through the trials. Thank God. Shucks. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to hear him in a press conference. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so it's a really young team. We're watching like teenagers do this. These kids are 15, 16, 17. Oh, great. That's perfect for a man in his 30s. Yeah, they're they're calling like the 22, 23 year olds on the U.S. Olympic swim team veterans this year because of how young the team is. So if you want to feel like a piece of shit, just know that there are a bunch of teenagers <laughs> competing against the best athletes in the world, and you're sitting here in your car and or your headphones listening to us. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. They'll be coaching college in a decade. Don't worry. <laughs> True. True. Oh, God. All right, Tori. What do you got? What event? So the sport I chose is much like you, Justin, a sport that has never been seen in the Olympics before, and that is the sport Ooh. of surfing. Ooh. And the reason I chose surfing is because I believe that surfing is magic. Most other sports, I could conceivably believe, I could see if you put practiced enough, you could become a professional in those sports. Surfing is magic because when I watch surfing, I'm like, you are trying to use the most powerful... And uh, like unexpected element in your sports, which is the motherfucking ocean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, a uh, little background here. This event will start as a in four person heats, so that's similar to track and field. So you'll see four surfers go out into the waves. Okay. They oh. will surf for twenty to thirty five minutes, which is what? like a long event which is really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's, it also said 20 to 35 minutes, depending on the waves, which I'm like, that feels too subjective for <laughs> You got to get some good waves. And they can ride as many waves as they like in that span of time. So they, it's not like you've got a limit or anything like that. There will be five judges, which w- will score each maneuver. Top two performers from each heat will move on to the next round, okay. while the bottom two get a second chance. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. To advance to the knockout rounds is what they're calling them. Scores are a 10-point scale, and their judging is matching the International Surfing Association's judging. Ah, yes. As is the tradition. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The long-time tradition (laughs) that we're all familiar with. (laughs) And a big thing that was apparently a little bit controversial is that they're not using artificial waves, which would, again, like combat my own, you know, magic fallacy that comes with surfing because they're just working with what the ocean is going to give them. And again, it's the ocean, right? So that's a pretty unpredictable entity. 
right? So again, the decision to not use artificial waves has been heavily criticized, not well received at all. And uh, let me make sure I get this name right. Gabrielle Medina, who is the number one seed, so to speak, like the best surfer that the U.S. is sending, described the waves on this particular beach as small and funky. I love that description. I really do, because that's a surfer-ass description if I've ever heard it. Yeah, they're just like, bro, they're just like funky, dude. Like, <laughs> like there's no like objective criticism there. They're just like, oh, oh no, just like not gnarly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many surfers, but I do know there's been talk of this one particular surfer for the USA. His formal name is John, but they call him John. John John, John Florence. Yes, sir. John John Florence. Let's yeah. talk about your boy. There's talk he may whip out a backflip. Well, he's number 10 in the world. That's pretty good. John John doing it. Yeah. Look up a picture of John John when you get a chance. That guy fucks. Oh, I'm sorry. John John is not number 10 in the world. Apparently, he's number 10 in the United States. I don't want to misspeak huh. there. But it's which is so not to be like, well, what a loser. No, but he is still amazing. <laughs> and then we got, um, to name a few others, we got Carissa Moore, Caroline Marks, and Kolohe Andino, who is coming back from an mm. injury. So everyone's kind of waiting to see what they will, what they'll do. So, I mean, okay. it's looking like the USA, everything is saying that the USA should bring back one medal for surfing. But we'll see what's crazy about surfing, too, is it, it's almost so much more an international sport than an American sport. Mm -hmm. I feel like we, we see a lot of surfing come out of like Australia and New Zealand mm -hmm. and, you know, those those places that are everyone kind of has more access to water and it's a warmer climate. It's so insane that there's a sport that we've brought in to the Olympics that is literally the success of the athletes is dependent on the fucking ocean. <laughs> it's just so insane to me. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens. I think it's like kind of a crazy experiment because they're kind of like, they chose this coast that no one's really excited about. And mm. the athletes are kind of at the discretion of what the these waves do yeah. for these 25 minute increments of time. So I think surfing is going to be wild. I'm excited. And guys, the thing about surfers is they're all hot. Yeah. Every surfer is hot in the world. So that's just, they're all hot. So we just get to watch a bunch of hot people. <laughs> Fun fact about the 2024 games in Paris, they just confirmed that the surfing will be in Tahiti. So if we want to try and hit the ground running for the next three years and try and make those Olympic games, we don't have to do three on three ball. We can surf and then we'll be in Tahiti, guys. Come on, let's get some medals. I took one surfing lesson in Hawaii when I was in the fifth grade and it's hard. Hot off the press, surfing, <laughs> difficult. Especially when you're five and your body can't control anything at all. <laughs> you don't have the strength to control anything. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be better at it now, Tori. I highly doubt that. <laughs> Going back to what we were talking about before, I feel like you still got to use your knees and we, we don't got those. And we ain't got no knees, baby. Yeah. Damn. Also, I ain't trying to fight sharks up in here. I fight a lot every day. I ain't trying to fight sharks. <laughs> it's Tahiti. A free trip to Tahiti. We'll probably get some cool swag, like some nice sweatsuits. <laughs> you know those USA team sweatsuits are going to be fire. What if they need some press? We could do that. We could be those people at that point. Give us three years. We could be the press. Okay, that's our goal, to cover only the surfers. <laughs> 
as part of the Olympic Games in 2024. As of right now, this has officially become a surfing podcast. <laughs> we are only talking about that to try and get to Tahiti in three years. Which is interesting since we all live in Chicago, which is a landlocked city. <laughs> We can we can we can get some boards on Lake Michigan. I don't know if we're gonna be moving much though. On Lake Michigan, <laughs> there are a lot. I see a lot of people going out there on like the stormy days, and they're trying to do it. It's mm-hmm. obviously not as ideal as Tahiti or successful for them. But yeah. <laughs> But there you go. That's surfing for you guys. I'm excited. It's going to be it's going to be something. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a thing. I just hope like nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Please don't get hurt. Cuz it's the ocean. That's nature. Man versus nature. Yeah, we've seen that go poorly in the past. Yeah. Whew. Well, to kind of transition out of the Olympics, we do want to kind of wrap up this this episode by talking about something we're kind of watching at this moment in sports, whether that's a team, a player, a series, anything like that. That's on our mind that we're, we're thinking about, we're looking at, unrelated to the Olympics. I'm going to throw it to Ryan first. Ryan, what should the, the people be looking for? So for me, the thing that I'm excited about is kind of a little bit down the road, but not like super far. It's in like a month from now is college football starting up again. I'm really excited for college football to get back up and get started. I think it's going to be interesting this year, college football. Now with the different payment structure that's available, you're seeing some of the things where athletes are getting like already have like millions of dollars in endorsements. So a, I think that's great that they're able to do that now, but B I'm kind of curious to see how, that will affect some of the gameplay because there are some athletes who are going to be making a hell of a lot more money than others who may not be making anything at all. So a athlete should be getting paid. Absolutely. But I am curious to see how it may affect the gameplay. So first games for college football are scheduled for August 28th, which is just a month away already, which is wild to think about. But yeah, that's the that's the first slate of games for for college football. So that's what I am looking forward to. Justin, what are you looking forward to? Oh, baby, you know, your boy loves a little bit of violence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actual setup violence between two professionals. Good game. Other Friday Network does not endorse any random acts of violence. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I got to throw that in. I just realized how I had said it, how it came off. If it's organized violence, we're in. And I am all in for Amanda Nunes, the lioness. She is point blank the greatest women's mixed martial artist of all time. Full stop. No cap. On God. I'm trying to appeal to the youth there on that one. Oh uh, but no, she's basically the Muhammad Ali of this thing. She will be defending her bantamweight title against Juliana Pena in Houston, Texas for UFC 265. Guys, she is so good. She is a two-division champion. She holds the championship at 135 pounds and at 145 pounds. There was the very quick kind of rise of women's MMA through Ronda Rousey, Trotter. And honestly, since then, she has been on a tear. She's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. She has excellent striking. The easiest way I can say it for is it's going to get to a point she is so good and so dominant where she will transcend women's MMA and she will be on a Mount Rushmore of MMA, period. 
Damn. I truly, at this point, I'm willing to talk to anyone about this and debate it. She is top five mixed martial artists of all time. Must see. And why, I hope she doesn't lose now because I'm gassing her up like this. But even if so, she has done all there is to do. So it doesn't matter. Damn. And she's a mom now. And that's very sweet. That is sweet. On God. Yeah, because moms can kick ass. No, no cap. Friend of the pod. God. <laughs> 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 Big friend of the god. He wouldn't. He would never. She would never. I don't know. They would never. <laughs> they would. I don't know. Who knows? Kanye knows, but we don't know. But <laughs> maybe he'll tell us when he drops his album on Friday. Uh, all right. So what I am looking forward to is something I find very funny, but I don't know. It's it's kind of insane. The Seattle guys is getting a hockey team, baby. Woo! All right. Which is a wild that they haven't had one already being in like Pacific sure. Northwest that they like don't have a like a yeah. hockey team a hockey up there. Team. Like I, I it, mm-hmm. that's wild to me. But anyway, yeah. the fact that Vegas got one fat. <laughs> right. Which is like, <laughs> yuck. Uh, I guess Vegas is a sports city now. We've all decided. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the name of the team. Give it to me. Is the Seattle Kraken, folks. That's good branding. Fear the beware of the Kraken. Fear the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Now they will be release the Kraken. Thank you. That was what I was actually going for, oh. and then I forgot what that actual verb was. Thank <laughs> you. So uh, they will be the thirty second official team joining the NHL, and how they're going to get their players is uh, like just a funny, funny thing, in that they will be selecting thirty players from other teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yo, they, they come for your girl here, folks. All right. So, uh, Mr. Steal Your Team. Here's the deal Mr. Steal Your, <laughs> Mr. Steal your Players, guys. Here we go. Now, the only team that's safe from the Kraken is. <laughs> We're not going to get through this part, are we? <laughs> I can't believe I have to say the name of this team over and over again. Um, the only team that is safe is Captain Jack Sparrow from the Kraken. From the Kraken. <laughs> Now, the only team that's safe is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're the most recent expansion team, so they won't have to uh, give up any players uh, to the Kraken. But other teams, the rest of the league, the other 30 teams in the league, they had to provide a protected players list, excuse me, which is a list of either seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or eight total players, forwards and defensemen, plus a goalie, who are undraftable. So players that the Kraken cannot cannot draft. Players who are have been in the league for less than two years are also okay. safe. So they can't get them either. The rest of the players are quote unquote like exposed to the Kraken, <laughs> I guess, can be sacrificed to the Kraken. So the Kraken will select one player from each team. So at least 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies. And we are recording this uh, at as the draft is happening. So you could even, if you're listening to this right now, you could go see even who uh, who they got from each team. So it's going to be interesting. I think this is kind of like an insane way to get <laughs> players on a team. Like it's just, you just get to take them from other teams. <laughs> like it's so wild. Well, and this is the way, this is the way it's been going on for like a while too. The same thing happened with the Golden Knights. Like this, the expansion draft is something that is, 
set in stone and continually happens when there's a new team that comes out. This is just the process that they go by. They get to steal players yeah. from other teams. These teams get so good so quick. The Golden Knights, like the second or first year in the league, they went to the Stanley Cup because they just got a bunch of good-ass players yeah. from other teams because you can't protect every. There needs to be like, you got to work your way up. You shouldn't just automatically be like a contender because of the expansion draft. I totally agree, Justin. The Houston Texans are still struggling. And they had an expansion draft. You got to work your way there. You can't have anybody you want, bro. I remember for the Texans, they were like, select two players to be sent off. And I was like, ooh, that's rude. But also, that's fair. That's fair. Not just protect seven and the eight or yeah. up for grabs. That's madness. That is I totally madness. agree, Justin. I think it, it does like have this weird like, oh, you just, you're brand new and you just get like your pick of the litter. But I guess to... I mean, they have a lot of players that they can protect, these teams. So in a weird way, too, it kind of shows what, you know, outside of like a trade scenario or when we hear about salary and all these things, it kind of shows what players the team values, you know, these different teams value mm-hmm. that we might not hear conversations about certain players and been like, oh, that they protected this defenseman. It's a f- wild way to build a team. Imagine getting a call from your boss being like, hey, we didn't protect you for the expansion draft. You may have to go to Seattle and play for the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. What it's is like, that call hey, like? Hey, we like you, yeah. but you're more of like a B-list yeah. friend. So like we're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna let another friend group kind of take you if they want to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm really interested. Because it's weird because you know, it's it's almost just like getting traded in mm-hmm. a weird way, but not. Like it's yeah. so odd. What a strange position to be in as an athlete. It's like trading someone, but not having the guilt of actually trading them. They're like, well, we only yeah. we hold so many. What do you want right, from like, us? like, it's not like we chose you to go. We just didn't choose you to stay. We didn't think they would take you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what an odd thing to be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, fuck you, but I also see why. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, so strange. So, Seattle Kraken, folks, keep your eyes on him. Release the Kraken. <laughs> release the Kraken. I just hope they get a basketball team soon. Oh, that'd be fun. Do you think they're going to expand to get another team or are they just going to take a team out of another city? I feel like that's the more likely scenario. They're just going to move somebody from one of the other like lower market cities. Who do you think they take? Hasn't there been some talk about like Sacramento maybe moving? Yeah. Or there's also, yeah. Oof, that, they just got a new arena. I hope not. That would be unfortunate. You, you don't know. None of us really know what's going on. We all pick the Suns to win. So none of us really know what's going on. <laughs> no one knows what the fuck is going We don't know shit. Fully unqualified. <laughs> and on that note of bringing up our qualifications, Ryan, what's your Instagram, my guy? My Instagram is swin underscore swin <laughs> underscore. Uh, that is... That is two swins, two underscores. You can follow me and I will follow you back. That is true. I will follow you back. I don't care. I want to see what's in your life. Tori, what's your what's your what's your handle? Um, I'm at Tori Win One on Instagram. DM me, I'll I'll probably talk to you. Ooh, fun. I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a what a fun exchange that could be. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's rip roaring to talk about the Kraken, Tori is here and she Yo, is she will have all, all the Tori. stats ready. I'm your girl, okay? I am your girl. <laughs> Tori is so ready to talk about the crack in. I'm just like, I'm like, God, I text y'all tomorrow like, well, no one DM'd me, so. 
Oh, give it time. Give it update time. Update on next update on next episode. How many DMs Tori got? <laughs> how oh, many God. DMs Tori gets? Yes, that'd be great. Uh, actually. Honestly, guys, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Justin Swinson. I can be found at Ryan Lipman. Hit me up, bro. We outside. <laughs> Do not send those DMs. <laughs> send Ryan's the like, DMs. They will go unseen. <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for listening into Good Game. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram at the Good Game Pod. Check it out. Subscribe to a Patreon. Follow us on Twitch. Do all the things. Buy the merch. Yeah, buy the merch. We're going to have some merch, guys. <laughs> Our one merch. We need to have some legitimate merch conversations, but we're going to take that offline. So we are out of here. Good game, baby. Good game. Woo-woo. Good Game is produced by Tori Wynn, Ryan Lippman, and Justin Swinson, who also handles the show's editing. Our theme music was made by Mamba Beats. You can follow Good Game on Instagram at thegoodgamepod or visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash good-game-pod. Good Game is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.